0: The Shady Hoosier Detective Agency Ghost-Busting Mystery Episode 32 Chapter 32 Vinnie shoveled into her bowl of chicken and dumplings. I pretty much did the same. We were sitting around the table in Dode's kitchen. The place was neat as a pin. He had a cute little tablecloth with bluebirds flying around the hemline and curtains to match. The place smelled like warm, tasty chicken. We'd stopped at the pie shed and brought Dode an apple crumble from Ma Horton to complete the dinner. Vini finished her chicken and dumplings and asked for seconds. Help yourself, said Dode. Lick the pot clean. I asked Dode if his sister brought him dinner often. Once a week, most weeks. She lives over in Tunnelton, widowed, gardens a little. Makes her pocket money growing organic herbs for big-wig professors at the university. Has a little side business making apple butter in the fall. Comes over and gathers up apples from the Wyatt Orchard. Stores them here in my cellar until she's ready to cook them down. Keeps her busy all winter. Been doing that her whole life. Whips up a mean persimmon pudding, too. They pay her to bring batches over to the old folks' home. Dode dabbed at his chin with a napkin. That's mighty fine pie, he said. Can't beat that. He forked the rest of the pie into his mouth, then jiggered out a second piece. I asked Dode why he wanted to see us. Oh, yeah, almost forgot. He grinned like a kid. Wait here, Missy. I'll be right back. He crab-walked out of the kitchen and down the hall. I heard some shuffling. He loped back in and held something out in his outstretched hand. It was a personal check for five thousand dollars. What's this for, Dode? You and Miss Lavinia. You already paid us. The retainer, the money jars, remember? Oh, sure. But this here money is from the government. Your share? Our share of what? You found them gold coins. The government pays a tidy recovery fee for stolen merchandise, long as a feller signs a release saying he won't make no claim on the stolen property or against the government. That there is your half. I figured I owed you this much. I got some, too. Gonna use mine to buy a new squirrel rifle. Put some tires on the tractor. Vini inspected the check. Hot diggity. I'm gonna buy me a whole new summer outfit. Something new and classy from the Walmart. (laughs) Maybe even hit the Costco. Dode, you sure you want us to have this money? Sure I am. You earned it. I ain't had so much fun since I was a kid in short pants. What with the ghosts and the medium and all. Most folks don't pay me no mind, but you gals showed me a real good time. Vinnie piped up. We had a great time, too. Didn't we, Ruby Jane? Yep, the best. I wondered what Dode thought about all the buried treasure stories. You reckon Jedediah buried all that Confederate gold out here? Don't rightly know. Wish I could remember where I found those Confederate coins, but shucks, I don't. Probably found them when I was a kid. I've been stashing money away most all my life. We were wondering if maybe there was more gold out here. What makes y'all think that? I showed Dode the print from the Bible with the handwritten message from Alta. Under the three apples, not on the tree, on the word of God, that's where the gold will be. I asked if the inscription meant anything to him. He nodded no, but took the page and stuck it up closer to his face. No, them words don't mean much to me. But I know that picture. The woman with the three apples? Yep, sure do. You've seen that picture before? Sure, lots of times. It's carved in a stone out back in my apple cellar. Can you show us? He forked down the last of the apple pie. Don't see why not. Vini and I stared at each other in disbelief. We were standing at the threshold of Dode's apple cellar. Out behind his farmhouse. The cellar was at least 100 years old. It was built into the side of a natural embankment. The front was curved like the top of a beehive. The walls were constructed of stacked slabs of lichen crusted limestone. Plant and tree roots crawled in tangles along the limestone wall. The door was fashioned of weathered boards lashed together. With an iron pull ring as a handle, I asked Dode how long the cellar had been there. Don't rightly know he lifted the black seed cap on his head, put it back down. long as the house. I spec Granny Schneider kept blue John milk and cream out here. Now I just keep apples, persimmons, root vegetables. Extra jars of pickles and beets and three bean salad my sister cans for me. Some zucchini relish. Got a natural cold spring runs inside. Come on in, I'll give you a peek. Dode creaked open the door. The bottom of the door scraped the mud and stone floor. But he managed to get it leveraged back. He kicked a stone against it so it would hold open. A spray of light from the pole light out by the barn lit up the interior of the cellar. We stepped over the threshold stone of Eve with the three golden apples. The cellar ceiling was made of mud and roots. Dode and I had to stoop and duck walk to make it in, but Vini strolled in like a Keebler elf. A pocked limestone trough ran along the back wall where water trickled into the cave-like structure. Dode pulled a pen light out of the pencil pocket on the bib of his coveralls and flashed it around the interior. Moldy boards held together by rusty nails lined the right side of the cellar. Dode took the flat of his hand and swept away cobwebs so Vini and I could step farther into the depths of the cellar. It smelled like a cave. Dode pointed to the far corner of the cellar where two muddy holes were filling with spring water. That's where I kept my money jars. You come out here much? I asked. Nah, just to get canned goods in the early winter to tide me over. My sister comes in here in the fall to squirrel away apples. Not much in the bins now. Too early. Come September this cellar will be bustin with apples. She stores them over yonder in the metal lined bins. Keeps them cool, keeps the critters from gnawin' on em. I walked back to the door and stared at the threshold stone. The woman with the three golden apples was the same as on the Bible etching. She had probably been carved into the limestone by one of the quarry masons over in Bedford or Oolitic. The stone looked tightly set in the doorway. "'Pretty, ain't it?' said Dode. He flashed his penlight across the stone. Vini strolled over and stared at the stone with me. "'You ever look under that stone, Dode?' "'Can't rightly recall.' He danced the light across the apples. "'You reckon I should?'